Hello, friends, and thank you for uh, sticking around. Uh, we had a few technical difficulties there. We're bringing in a guest all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, and we had a few problems for about 10 minutes. But as always, our BCTV crew, led tonight by John Ferdina, figured it out. And so we're on the air. This is our first episode of uh, the year 2018. It's January, and it's also our second in the series of Women in Auctioneering. And I'll be introducing our guest in just a moment, but first we'll run through a few things. Uh, you know, when, when you see this slide, let's go to the slide that's up right there, my first slide, if we can. Can we do that? Okay, so there on the top left, you see Melanie Eifling, and she was our first guest in the series of, uh, of Women in Auctioneering, and then on the right, you see Jonna Wells, and below Jonna, in the bottom right, uh, you see Sherry Trular, and in the bottom left, you see our guest tonight, Amy Martin. So I'm your uh, producer and host, Bill House. Uh, I am an auctioneer, and I am a personal property appraiser. Auction action. Let me mention something you might have tuned in before on our uh, three episodes we've had so far of auction action. What is auction action? Auction action is a live auction that closes on Burst Community Television. How does it work? Items are consigned to determine commission rates. Proceeds from the sale will return to the consigner minus the commission. It is a public-private partnership between BCTV, my company, the Renaissance Auction Group, and the citizens of the region. And also, most importantly, BCTV receives a portion of the net profits. All right, Auction Action on BCTV. Our next episode is March the 30th. Uh, once again, it's a live auction of quality antiques and collectibles with online bidding, and it closes live on BCTV. To our knowledge, the only auction in the country that's not staged, that doesn't have all the wow moments edited in and all the oh my gosh moments edited out. It's just what it is. It is a live auction with online bidding. It closes right here on BCTV. Remember, a portion of the proceeds go to BCTV. And if you would like to consign items, we have, we have already been accepting consignments for the March 30th episode of Auction Action on BCTV. And to consign items, contact me at the Renaissance Auction Group. That's Auction Action on BCTV, Friday, March the 30th. Contact the Renaissance Auction Group. You can email me. You can visit our website at www.auctionhouse.com. You can call me at 610-370-2879. You can also email me uh, on every page of our website. There's an email submission. And if none of that works, then just call BCTV and say, how do I get in touch with the auction guy? Okay, we're going to move right along tonight since we got a little bit of a late start. We'll, we'll be staying on a little bit longer, too, since we did get that late start. And right now, I would like to introduce my guest. Guest, Amy Martin, who is an auctioneer, a professional auctioneer from Atlanta, Georgia. Amy, can you hear us? Yeah. Okay. Good to meet you. All right. Now I can hear you too. Welcome to all that stuff, Amy. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, Bill. It's a pleasure to have you. I hear you had a little snow down there in Atlanta today. Well, you know, for, for what uh, what's a little for you is a lot for us. But we got about uh, maybe two inches, and uh, you know, uh, school canceled and everybody shut down for the most part. But uh, it's been a blast. Well, uh, school won't be in for a week, probably. Then maybe, huh? Yeah, at least more day, hey guys, I if I could get a little more audio here in the uh, studio, I'm having a little uh, 
uh, difficult time uh, hearing Amy. I do want to read for you here a brief introduction. You know, I don't like to read on my show. It's all extemporaneous and uh, for better or worse, that may be. But I'm going to read a very brief biography of Amy. Amy Martin has been in the auction profession for over 20 years. She's a licensed auctioneer and real estate salesperson in the state of Georgia. Amy was named the 2014 Georgia State Bid Calling Champion in the annual Big Peach Classic Contest. Well, that's funny. I thought women couldn't call Kids as well as men. Hmm, well, maybe maybe uh, they don't see it that way down in Georgia. Amy and her team offer an array of auction services, including real estate, personal property, business liquidation, and benefit auctions. She served as president and chairman of the Georgia Auctioneers Association from 2015 to 2017. Amy is a very, very accomplished auctioneer. Uh, this is the first time she and I have ever talked face-to-face. -face. We've talked uh, once on the phone, but I have exchanged many, many... Um, uh, conversations and watched her comments and was impressed with not only her knowledge of the auction industry but her professionalism her sincerity and the fact that she just seems to have a really balanced approach to things and that's why I wanted to have you Amy for uh, one of our sessions of women in auctioneering so we're going to jump right in here because there's a lot of questions uh, to uh, be asked you know, when you, we were talking on the phone, you mentioned to me that you um, did not get into, you, you, you weren't born into auctioneering. Uh, you hadn't been part of an auctioneer family. So prior to getting into auctioneering, what was your professional experience? Well, prior to go, going to my first auction, I was, I was a bartender. So uh, That I, explains I, that personality I, that gets along with everybody, huh? Interesting <laughs> and fun career, uh, but not a career. And uh, I went to my first auction at 30, and I, I must admit that I was a bit resistant. And uh, my friend who took me, um, we, we got there a little late, and uh, I think uh, he was ready to go hours before I was willing to leave. <laughs> it, just, it just hooked me. Um, very first little country auction I went to, and I was, I was sold. Uh, so and, and then I, I I was a buyer and seller and owned um, uh, I was part of a antique mall and then I owned a store and owned a mall and I realized that I was spending more time at auctions and I just loved going it just was so much more fun being in an auction than being in a store so I, I ended up Amen. selling I ended up selling my my stores and uh, went to Missouri. To auction school and and that was uh, just about 20 years ago well you know I tell clients when I'm talking with them there's no better way to sell more merchandise faster to better advantage than an auction and I think uh, I I in 1978 to 1980 I had a retail antique store too for a different reason and I you know to be able to work in the auction industry to handle stuff uh, to research it, to describe it, to market it, and to sell it, and to move on is a great feeling compared to watching stuff gather dust on a shelf in, a, in an antique mall. It is. It is. And depending on people's situation, it, it, sometimes it needs to move quickly. And, and, and yes, maybe some things bring more than you think, and some things will bring a little less, but uh, for overall um, um, gathering of revenue for people who, who need to gather revenue, uh, auctions the best way and then if you have something really unique uh, you know that's the most uh, that's the best way to find what the value is and in, in, in your market right then so 
Well, that reminds me of two things that I say to clients. One is, I told one the other day, I said, auctions are the best way to move the merchandise, most merchandise in the shortest period of time, the best advantage. And I explained to them, you have to take all three together. It doesn't mean that every item is going to bring the most that it would ever bring if you sat on it for 17 years waiting for the right person to come swimming along in the stream to sell it to for a higher price. But if you take all three together, you know, uh, the most merchandise, you know, at the fastest, at the best advantage, then... Uh, that you know it, it's hard it's hard to beat an auction and you get your money in one check you know that's right and i think that's a really important thing well let me ask you another question uh because I, I like to hear the answer to this uh with my auctioneer guest and i've had quite a few on in the two and a half years we've been doing all that stuff uh what what do you enjoy most about being an auctioneer yes you know i thought about this question a lot and there's a lot of things i like about it uh one is relating to a lot of different people and um, being able to help folks, particularly when they're in, in a time where they need somebody to come in. We do a lot of estate work where we sell the home and the personal property. And, and it's, it's so nice to be able to come in and, and, and put someone's mind at ease and just know that, that we're going to take care of everything for them. That's a great feeling. And just on a, on a personal note, the, the anthropological um, aspect is so intriguing to me. You learn so much about people and lives and you, you figure out at the end of the day we're so much more of the same than we are different. It, it's, uh, it's, 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 really, it's really an interesting um, exercise every time we go into someone's home and um, um, try to take what they have and the way they put it together and then, and then take it and, and rearrange it so that we can get them the most money possible. Well, you know, that's, uh, and I, I, I'm really glad because almost everybody answers in a version of what you just answered as far as helping people. But I think it's really important if you're not in the auction industry, if you just see auctions from the seats, you see people who, you know, obviously have to have business sense. They have to have organizational sense. They, they have to have some product knowledge. But you see them selling stuff, but you never understand what we get to see on the inside about how you're impacting people's lives. And mm -hmm. to me, that is the great divide between being inside the industry and observing the industry from the outside. People who observe the industry from the outside, that's the one thing that they really don't have uh, a real good understanding and handle on. You know, uh, how much we as auction professionals, uh, we come in and often in times when, uh, when people are facing very difficult, stressful times, you know, death, divorce, uh, mm -hmm. uh, selling collections that they've collected their whole lifetime, uh, maybe uh, uh, dealing with ill health. All of these things that as professionals that we come to see really make a difference. And, and it gives, puts meaning in our life. I mean, I love handling this stuff. I love measuring it. I love looking at it. I love holding it. I love selling it. But ultimately, it's really about what you can do for people when they yes. need your services, your professional services. So let me ask you this. Do you have a, a category? I know you do real estate auctions. You do benefit auctions, commercial liquidations, personal property. Do you have a, a, a particular category of those auctions that you really enjoy personally more? Or You know, I wish I did. I would be a much more successful auctioneer because... <laughs> be more focused could, that way, right? I could, just, I could just laser focus, but I, I really do enjoy all of them. Now, now I do have uh, three... Children, two are in college, so uh, I would have to say that real estate uh, is is my favorite from that vantage point, from a financial <laughs> aspect. 
but and you know if you do the personal property ones right if you if you you can you can still make good good money on those too but m money aside i would have to say when we come in and we do an estate and and you know, i feel like we get into relationship with those folks and um and i feel like i have a lot of friends uh, that i've developed uh, over the years so that's really sweet but the benefit auctions i would have to say when we go to visit, like we did an auction for the Atlanta Children's Sh Shelter, and I went to visit, and we interviewed the director, and we got a real insight to the to the heart of their operation and what they're doing to really assist people, and and not and and their their motive was more a hand up than a hand out, and we got to see success stories, and I got to know some of the people, and then you go on stage, and you're able to translate that to a group of people who may or may not be familiar with the organization, you're able to talk to them about what the organization does and then my goal is to always kind of create a link to how close their life is to, to, to what the organization does. Like everybody's got everybody's got a mom and they you know and and they either have children or no children and if you can create a connection to the people who are in the audience that night to what the organization does and you can raise a little money for for an organization that really deserves it i mean there's no better feeling I, I think that's right and that's really what a professional auctioneer does uh when in, in a benefit auction situation you know all the time we're asked well you know the weatherman was going to do it or this or that and you know if you want the weatherman to do it if you want the the defensive tackle for the Falcons to do it. I can bring the Falcons up this week because the Eagles beat the Falcons last Sunday. You see, if the Eagles had lost that game, I wouldn't even be able to mention the Falcons, but I can mention the Falcons. And that's all well and good. And people like stars and they like uh, stardom and they like to be close to people they've seen on TV. But really, a professional benefit auctioneer makes a difference by, by doing And I was impressed with those. Uh, I saw a little bit on Facebook. You know, you did a few Facebook posts about that particular benefit auction and how you went behind the scenes and you really did your due diligence prior to the auction so that you could come out on stage that night and and be that conduit that conduit between the organization and those who supported the organization and were gathered in front of you and be that conduit to get that money flowing and get as much money That's flowing right. as you can um, yeah. another question that I always like to ask people um, that are professional auctioneers like you are and like I am uh, so what do you perceive as your greatest challenge in the auction industry for you personally, I would have to say you know, follows perfectly that last question is you know finding time management. What I would say is one of the biggest uh, challenges I've got. It, it, time management and figuring out what job to take and what to say yes to and what to say no to yeah. and how to make sure that we we make good business choices while we're still helping folks. Um, so. I would have to say that's probably my my biggest uh, challenge, and along with that goes, you know, there's a saying in the auction business: once we say sold, we're out of work. So yeah. <laughs> you've always got to be um, looking for new new uh, new projects, and at the same time uh, managing the ones we have going currently. And I've been very blessed in that I get a lot of referral work, and I get a lot of repeat business from from clients. So. Um, I, I just want to knock on wood and say thank you because I, I, I've been very blessed that, that that seems to work out for us that we get a job when we need one. But 
Uh, I, I would say, you know, there and the are longer times you're in it, the more that seems to happen. Huh? I mean, sometimes you're wondering after you've been in it for enough years, you say, well, you know, it just always seemed to work out before. I guess it'll work out this time, too. Huh? <laughs> I keep hoping that, you know, and but, but it, it's, uh, it, it has so far. And I, 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 I keep faith that it will continue that way. But I, that is a big challenge is to figure out what to say yes to, what to say no to. Uh, what what is the priority right now uh, today and this month and next next month too? So um, I, I'm blessed to have a, a lot of good folks that I work with, and my partner Melanie keeps me uh, keeps me in line uh, quite often with that. Yeah. I think those of us who do emphasize they like helping people. Uh, I'm in my 38th year, and I still make that mistake all the time. You know, where I just I see somebody, I know they need help. And even though I know it's probably, and fortunately, I'm at the age and position in, in my career now where I can make those decisions sometimes uh, with, with uh, you know, greater, uh, with, with greater leeway and greater mental clarity. But I still sometimes just say, look, this person needs some help. It's not really an auction that's uh, either exciting or that necessarily is uh, going to be particularly profitable, but I'm just going to go do it. And for myself, I'm glad to have gotten that point in my career where I can do it. Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, that you have to get past that point of having those two kids in college and things like that before you have the luxury, okay. what I call the luxury of making those uh, decisions. <laughs> Let me ask we you a question about the auction. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, even though with all that, we we still there are times when you just say yes, you know, Bill. It just okay. you just got to say yes. Heart, you do. Figure it out. You know. I mean, in every profession, there's people with hearts and there's people that are just hardcore business people. And, you know, the hardcore business people may make the most money, but the people with the heart, uh, at least they satisfy uh, two different aspects of their professional career. Not right. only uh, making a living, but also helping others you know, make a living and, and helping others get on with their life. I'm going to ask you a technical aspect about auctions now. Uh, okay. Do you do only live auctions? Do you do only online auctions? Do you do some live, some online only? Do you do online bidding with your live? Uh, what's, what's your experience in those various, I mean, what's your, uh, what do you uh, do in those various types of different uh, auction uh, formats? Well, I would have to say, you know, that, that 98% of the auctions we do, and, and that's benefit auctions aside, um, are, are online only or have an online component. It's very rare that we do uh, solely a live auction. Now, for the galas, that that's that's sure. that's the preference, and that's uh, of course a different uh, different animal. But uh, when it comes to assets, I think uh, we found that. Live auctions, I love live auctions. You know, that was where I started, and I still love doing it. And so I love those combinations when you have the live with an online component, um, particularly with the real estate. Then that works mm -hmm. super well. Sure. Um, but um, we're doing more and more with the personal property. Depending on the level of, of asset, um, that's when we may do the live uh, with, the, with the online component. But um, we have our own... Um, online auction that we do and and most of the estates that we handle we can get a pretty good reach um just on our own um website okay and we'll explain to our audience and our viewers too that when amy says live with an online component she's talking about a live auction where you can go there where you can be there and you can bid live but that there is also online bidding there is remote bidding for bidders who can't be there live 
That's right. And so that's what we're referring to when we say live with an online component. Well, you seem to be, according to the uh, unscientific poll we have going now in the Facebook group, Contract Auctioneers for Hire, you seem to be in the majority there. Well, now, now we're going to get into that part of the um, part of the program tonight where you are a uh, designated expert by virtue of not only experience but gender and that is uh, women in auctioneering so we'll talk a little bit about you being a successful woman in occupation that's often perceived to be male dominated do you believe the auction industry do you personally believe that the auction industry is male dominated well, I've just, by mere numbers, I mean, we'd have to say yes. Um, if you look at, um, when you asked me this question and sent it to me, it gave me a lot of um, pause for thought. And um, there are a lot of great, successful women auctioneers and or successful auctioneers who happen to be women. Let's put it that way. But uh, it, when you look at the National Auctioneers Association, it's been around for quite some time, and there's only been one president who is female, Christy King, and she's a very dynamic auctioneer. And 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 I'm she when I a long time auction family. Yeah, long time auction family, and she did a great, super job, and she's still very prolific in the uh, in the NAA and in the industry, and and. And she's a great example for other women. Um, and, but when you look at it, and there's only one woman uh, president, and I think probably there, there's another woman who's on the board, Janine Hoosman out of California, who's probably going to step into that role. And I think it's time. I think it's time for more representation of women in, in the industry, uh, particularly in the, in the associations. And there was a recent poll on one of the Facebook groups about women who have served on their state boards, and I was impressed with the number of women who, have, who, who get involved and who, who have made a difference in their state organizations and their state association. Um, so I think just by numbers, we'd have to say that, yes, it is a male-dominated uh, career field, but I think, and in fact, I know in the last 20 years, when I got started, there weren't many women. It was an, it was an anomaly um, to be a woman auctioneer. Now it's less less of a, a, a rare beast, but um, the, so many great women auctioneers across the country, the Rose sisters out of Ohio, Michigan, and, and Pam Rose is a great mentor of mine, and I admire her very much, and you've got strong women auctioneers in almost every state, and uh, they're That's innovators. That's absolutely true. Let me interject a little bit there on some of the things you've said. Uh, I do believe that the time is coming when uh, women auctioneers will be more adequately represented in the halls of auctioneer power. And yeah. I do believe that uh, state organizations have led the way. But I think about this question a lot too, uh, is it a male-dominated uh, profession? And my answer actually, and it's even becoming more and more adamant, is no, not really. It's perceived that way, and I think mm -hmm. there's probably a reason to say that a lot of males don't object to it being perceived that way. But let's talk about not just auctioneers, but let's talk about auction companies. You know, when you go behind those auction companies, 
for all those male auctioneers standing up there, almost invariably, there's quite a few auction professional women behind them. Now, we have more and more professional women auctioneers, but if you're talking about the whole profession, almost every uh, male auctioneer whose spouse uh, is involved in, uh, in an auction, that spouse is the cashier. <laughs> they're handling the money. And they're just as much a part of that auction company. And they may, they're probably out there helping unload the trucks. They're out there taking the pictures. And so that's one of the reasons that I really enjoy this series because I believe that the perception of the auction industry as male-dominated is true. There is that perception, but I believe it's a misperception. It's not only a misperception based on how many dynamic women auctioneers there are, it's a misperception based on how many dynamic women auction professionals there are that are making all the wheels grind. And it's time uh, for all of us working together in this profession to say, you know what, uh, that it doesn't help any profession to have a misperception of any kind. doesn't matter what it is, whether it's a misperception of gender or a misperception of purpose or mm. a misperception of success. I mean, how many times have auctioneers have we all grit our teeth when somebody says to us, well, I thought everything went cheap at auction. You know, <laughs> that's a misperception. It doesn't do our industry a bit of good. Not only is that obviously a, a, a misperception, it doesn't do our industry any good, but no, any misperception in an industry, any, any lack of ability to clearly present your industry for what it is, I think uh, uh, offers the potential for shortcoming. Um, so yourself, and, and I know that you know, uh, we're, we're a relatively small industry compared to a lot. You know, the number of auctioneers in the country compared to the number of realtors is significantly smaller. But in your career, did you ever feel like you experienced discrimination as a woman? You know, discrimination is kind of a, a strong word. I think uh, I think I have been um, maybe passed over or, or how about um, discounted? Discounted. Let's use the maybe word discounted. Discounted is, 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 a, is a better word for for my experience at least. That it took it took me to do a little bit more and and be a little bit more out there and say, hey. You know, make myself known and make myself seen, and given, yeah, make make my opportunities. And and I'll tell you that uh, that most of the opportunities that were given to me early on in my career were by men auctioneers. And and uh, you know, so so I don't want to get too hung up in the in the discriminating aspect, but the discounted aspect. And I think that is it. Um, people like. I'm so appreciative for people like Jill Daugherty out of out of New York, who who early on it was very influential in starting the women's um, bid calling contest in the in the international on um, the National Auctioneers Association. And uh, you know, she when she would go to events, or you hear stories from some of the women who were early on um, movers and shakers, and they would um, people would assume they were the cashier, and so and not that that's a bad spot because they pretty much ran the auction it but it's a, just that just that viewpoint so i, I would say yeah, that, that, that that assumption that that if they were a woman they probably weren't the auctioneer and that once right. again that that is that misperception um well you brought up the bid calling contest and you mentioned jill dowdy out of uh new york uh see, this brings up another thing uh you know maybe i'm just uh 
naive or maybe I'm out there on a limb, but I've always felt like um, that oftentimes bidders identify and feel more comfortable and less intimidated with women auctioneers. Does that... With, with women auctioneers? Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about bidders in general and actually even clients. I think sometimes... Uh, do, have you ever sensed that or is that uh, consistent with, with anything you've ever felt or have you never... Has that never even... Uh, uh, yes. My experience has been that when I first started, and this is you know roughly 20 years ago, and the first time I would get up on the, the podium... At a, live, at a live auction, and some of the people would think that my voice sounded shrill. And I think that that's just, uh, that's more um, con conditioning than, 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 a, than a reality. Um, and that, that was a common complaint about women auctioneers. But just, I, in reality, I don't think that's true. Um, I think it was just different. Um, and, and I think that sometimes... I think there have been studies done that it's harder to hear a woman's voice. But I think over time, as, I, as I've worked that particular auction for several years, um, people would come up to me and say, you are my favorite auctioneer. I just love the way that you look at me and connect with me while you're doing your chant. And I like the rhythm of your chant that, that um, I think women can be melodic and, and just um, just the way that their voices are heard and so I think that over time um, people have become more acclimated as more women have gotten on the stand and and, and it's become more commonplace I think it's that whole shrill conversation has kind of gone south but uh, I think that people when people talk to me about when they saw me uh, auctioneering they just I like the way you relate I like the way you look me in the eye I like the way you talk to me as your bid calling so I think there's women love to relate. <laughs> so yes, I think I think that's true. Think and and let's drill down it, there a know. little bit more because you actually answered both questions. One of them was about which I actually my first question had to do with people actually feeling more comfortable in the sense of you know when when people aren't used to auctions a lot of times they will go to uh, an auction and sometimes they'll be intimidated they'll be afraid to raise their hand because they're not sure whether the auctioneer is asking for 200 or 2000 or maybe even people who go to auctions a lot of times they think well you know those men they can be pretty shifty sometimes I'm never real sure you know they're talking so fast you know I just feel like that uh, a lot of bidders feel um, more confident and less intimidated with a woman. Now there we're talking about their psychological sense. But you also answered the second question which has to do with the actual, uh, uh, the actual activity of bid calling. And I know, I don't think you were in on this discussion, but there was a Facebook discussion, oh, maybe about eight or nine or ten months ago, where an auctioneer said, you know, I've never heard a woman who could call bids as well as a man. And that, not surprisingly, sparked a lot of a response. <laughs> and uh, oddly enough, that was one that I didn't even contribute to. I just sat back and watched. And I thought, well, this is going to be an interesting discussion. <laughs> and you touched on both of those. And, and I firmly come down on the side that there are many, many fine women bid callers who are every bit as good as men. Their style may be different. Sometimes their style is very similar. But I 
I do also come down on the other side that I believe that uh, that uh, many times bidders are more comfortable with women auctioneers from the standpoint of not being intimidated and having a certain uh, element of greater trust. This, I think, probably comes from a societal norm of you know people uh, finding women to be less threatening and more nurturing, you know, and more caring. And I like the point you made about how uh, people. Um, uh, mentioned to you about eye contact and connecting with them. Because whether you're male or female, what I learned uh, from uh, live auctions and from calling a lot of bids in my career was that uh, as an auctioneer, you can actually connect with everybody in that audience. Right. Now, even though it doesn't seem like it, people in the audience are thinking, well, he doesn't know I'm here. You know, one of my favorites is always to sit up there and call bids for four or five or six hours if you're doing an estate auction and you have a person out there that's never bid once. And then all of a sudden you're, you're watching them as you're watching everybody else and you see them, they've been knitting, they've been reading, you know, they've been talking to their friends. And all of a sudden they pause and they lean up forward in their seat and they start staring right at you. And you know <laughs> that they've been waiting for the next item coming up. And when that item comes up, the first thing you do is look straight at them and say, would you like to start me at $100 here? And it shocks them because they're thinking, yeah. how in the world did you know I was even interested in this? I'm just sitting out here in the audience. I've been sitting out here for six hours. But that's kind of the, uh, a unique thing that you, that you gain from being up there on that podium and being there a lot and watching people. It's amazing you know, how uh, not only athletes, but a lot of people say how things go in slow motion. You know, mm -hmm. when they're involved, you know, you, you have an athlete say, you know, uh, well, you know, all of a sudden the action was in slow motion, particularly with quarterbacks. They say that's when quarterbacks are really in their rhythm, when they can see everything in slow motion. You know, well, that's yeah. kind of like an auctioneer, too, sometimes when we're up there. Everything's happening, even though it's happening fast, and you're calling bids, 7 half, 10, 1 half, 15, 17 half, 20 dollars user. You know, uh, it's still, you know, when it's, it's when everything slows down in slow motion, and you're seeing everybody at the same time you're seeing once. That's a really uh, interesting and fun thing. And that's, that's why I think so. Many of us, as you mentioned, uh, that's why we love live auctions. You know, we, oh, it's, it's, we, it, we, it, it, it's so rich, and what you're talking about is that thing that keeps you going for for hours on end, and you you just you you feed off of that 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 give and take with the crowd, and 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 it, it's just real rich. It's the auction high. Yes, it it's is. The auction high for auctioneers. <laughs> uh, we we've, we've uh, talked uh, around this pretty much, but I'll still ask you the question directly. Over time, uh, how have your attitudes and perceptions as a woman in the auction profession changed from the time you got started till now? Gosh, um, I think a lot of my perceptions have shifted just by getting to know people um, and, and, and being more involved in a, on a more, on a, on a more um, national scale um, so that I can... I, I, it took me a long time to realize there were other women out there <laughs> because uh, back early on in my career, it was there weren't. I was kind of uh, the odd one, you know, the, uh, an anomaly, I guess. And I think that my perceptions have shifted as far as being a woman auctioneer, in that uh, it's not as much of an issue anymore. Um, it, it's getting to be um, that being there's not so many of the first woman to do a thing now it's just right. it's just that you're a part of you because you're of your own merits not because you're the first woman so that's shifted that it's not so much about 
wow, she's done great for a girl. It's just that, <laughs> that uh, she's a success. And, and then um, the other thing is just the, the, the transition of the industry as a whole from um, being mostly live orient, orientated to, to, to the online and how do you, how do you translate who you are to your people when they're out there um, on their computer? So that, that to me has been one of the things that's been a, a big um, um, eye-opener for me. Like, how, what, what's next for us and how do we stay on the cutting in technologically and, and, and as far as marketing goes? And, and so those, I think, have been the, the areas that have been kind of eye-opening for me and just where, keep my eyes open, actually. Yeah, I would agree. I did my first online-only auction about 12 years ago. And uh, now to see the way it has evolved, let's let's divert there for a second. We've got a little time tonight. Um, so, what is it that you think? Uh, what what is it that commends online only auctions when you feel that online only auctions are the appropriate choice for your client? What are you? What are some things that you think commend them? Geez, uh, you know, when it comes to um, location, you know, the, it does. It is this place. Uh, is the location suited for a crowd? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, when it comes to real estate auctions, we, we 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 because of location, we just have to do it online only. And sometimes, when you're in a um, certain location, and we've sold real estate all over the country, and there's sometimes when you're in a smaller town, let's say, and you've got a, a piece of property that's been on the market for a while. You need that broader reach. You don't want just a, a live sale. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to keep everybody honest and 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 bring in uh, more um, uh, anonymity to the bidding, um, particularly when there's a small yeah. pool sure. of bidders. Um, and then often when it's just a small sale, you, you and 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 it just doesn't lend itself to a live auction, whether it be location or people. To, when we're doing estates, they don't want a whole bunch of people in the house. Uh, and we don't want to move the the all the contents to a warehouse or a storage place, and there's just not the budget for it. So um, I think those are kind of key location and um, what the seller actually wants. Sometimes the seller would like to have a live auction, so you know if, if we can make that happen, we do. And um, I would say those are pretty much just mainly location and 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 um, ability to have a crowd there. Yeah, I think that covers a lot of good points about why you might uh, opt for an online-only auction. You know, I remember when we first started doing them and when I was, you know, taking what was then called the uh, ATS, the Auction Technology Specialist uh, course, and even when we made that, you know, we used to uh, sell through Antique Trader and things like that, you know. Uh, I mean, 30 years ago, you'd have the mail order, you know, because you wanted to reach out to people that weren't right there where, that might be coming into your shop back when I had a retail shop. But when we first started, it, it, it made sense to say, oh, you know what, we're going to have so many more people who can bid. You know, somebody from uh, from Washington State is not going to fly in probably just for this one Tiffany lamp, you know, but... They're, if they can bid on it online, and if they have confidence in you, and if your descriptions are good, and and you can convey to them that you're a professional and you know what you're talking about, they'll bid on it. But here's yeah. the thing that I think it didn't take long before it slowly became as important 
as having a geographically bigger bidder pool. And that was convenience. The fact that people can bid on these items, not in a three-hour period on a certain day in a certain place, even if you have online bidding. If it's live with online bidding, you still may only be able to bid during those three hours. But the fact that they could bid for 10 days and yes. they could bid 24-7, and they could bid on their phone or they could bid on their tablet or they could be on vacation or they could be at work. And the example mm -hmm. I've always used for a little laugh is you can be at your daughter's wedding as long as she doesn't see you pulling out your uh, your smartphone and bidding. She, you know, she'll never know the difference and you can still get that piece that you've really wanted for your lunchbox collection. It was okay. the convenience, I think, ultimately that began to take yeah. over. And this is what I'm finding now. I'm, I'm a person that, uh, like you, I'm always looking at my client, you know, what's the best option for you? Is the best option live with an online component? Is the best option online only? I rarely uh, believe in doing live auctions now without any online component. I think most, I think they're, it's really kind of the best of both worlds many times, but you covered quite a few of the considerations that maybe uh, uh, make as professionals that, that uh, help us guide our client toward uh, using online only in certain situations. And I think the size of the auction has a lot to do with that too. There are certain, online only helps us help certain clients we might not be able to help otherwise. Because That's if we right. had to bring 10, 10 people out there and get the porta potty and you know, get, the, get the food and set up the tent and you know, get the chairs and all of that, it wouldn't be economically feasible for us or for our client. That's right. And, and, and if you don't mind, Bill, I'm going to steal your line about the wedding phone. <laughs> you go right here. You know, they, they call it rip-off and duplicate in our, uh, in our uh, uh, industry, you know, in the, in the many seminars I've sat through and the many designation classes. They call it rip-off and duplicate. Normally, I don't mind. Occasionally, I think uh, there are some outlandish efforts made by individuals to rip off and duplicate. But then again, uh, if they do that, then that's on their head, not on mine. Uh, let me ask you this one. Because one of the reasons that I got involved with this uh, Women in uh, Auctioneering series is I believe that we needed to speak out about the very important role that women play in the auction profession, not just as auctioneers, but uh, serving in capacities, all types of auction professionals. But I also believe that uh, our industry is changing. More and more people are coming into it, uh, and more and more people coming into it who aren't second and third and fourth generation and walking in the door through which was already open for them, working just as hard, earning every bit of it, but already you know being being kind of uh, sometimes shunted in that direction because they they were coming out of families that had successful auction businesses. The other reason that I wanted to get involved in this series was the desire to encourage uh, uh, other women who aren't involved in the auction industry who might have an interest to get involved. Mm -hmm. So along that lines, what advice might you offer to uh, women of, uh, from, from young girls and young ladies all the way up uh, to uh, grown women who have a professional career who might be uh, either looking to start a second career or maybe they're winding down their initial career and are looking to start a second career? Advice for women who are interested in, interesting in entering the auction industry? Yeah, first I want to thank you for having your attention on this topic and um, being such a renaissance man. <laughs> I appreciate you being out there and being... Um, it's my being, company uh, name, doesn't it? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but you, uh, you represent well, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that you're, that you're bringing this conversation to the fore. And so... Um, uh, 
the advice I would give if asked uh, is to watch. You know, don't, don't quit your day job just yet because it's a tough career. Uh, it's a very tough profession, isn't it? Particularly if you're not, if you're coming out just on your own and you don't have that that family um, history and you didn't grow up in the industry, it's tough. And you gotta you, know, you want to test your metal. Here you go. Uh, it's a it's it's yes. a very rewarding career, but it's 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 not easy. And a lot of folks get in and they 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 invest all their savings in a in an auction house. And I, I would say take it a little slower and um, network with uh, other women who are doing what you want to be doing. There's some great women out there. There's a women's right. uh, auctioneers Facebook page and. And the women on the page are so generous. And if you if you, if you say, "Hey, I'm new in the business, and I you know, here's what I'm thinking," uh, like no other time before, it's available to get feedback on your thoughts and your ideas, and and from people who've been there and done that. And uh, uh, it, it uh, I, I'll just speak personally. I've gotten so much information that I use on a daily basis from that that group and from other um, auctioneer groups. Uh, on Facebook and and um, uh, so if you network with other folks who have been down that road, um, I think that's huge. Um, you know, what, take take a few slow steps and and get to know and understand the business before you throw all your all your eggs in that basket per se. And then I would say uh, one of the things that's been very helpful for me is to, I've worked a lot of different auctions. I would go and even. Uh, I would say, look, you know, I just want to work. Uh, you know, I'll, 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 I'll do it for free, and if you think I was worth paying, then you can pay me. And, you know, not everybody's able to do that, and I was, you know, this was 20 years ago, so uh, uh, most people ended up paying me at the end of the night. <laughs> but uh, just put yourself out there. Go to a lot of auctions. See what you like. See what you don't like. Um, take the... Um, Take the continuing education because when you go to auction school and there's some great ones out there, um, you learn a lot. But that's just kind of the start. Uh, yeah, I think it really you, is. It's one case where education is just the very beginning, huh? There's so much more to be learned, and I think that was one of the reasons that I was able to to, to continue my career for as long as I have, and, and starting from just scratch. And I've, I've tried it all. I've had the auction house. I've I've had the warehouse, I've worked for other people, um, and I've persisted. So I think that's the other thing is just persist and go and do, if you want to do charity auctions, go and do a couple for your school and just, just get your feet wet and go offer to ring for people. Learn how to be a good ring person and, and, and familiarize yourself with the, with, the, with the whole of the business. Like Bill was saying, it's not just getting up there and talking fast. You, there's clerking and there's... The, the the business side and uh, there's just so much to it that um, that's true and I you know I was in the industry 21 years before I became an auctioneer and I was happy with what I was doing you know I did cataloging you know I did client relations I did uh, I worked the ring you know I was the crew leader and worked the entire crew on the floor when the auctioneer was on the buck and I was happy with that if I hadn't moved to Pennsylvania and decided I really didn't want to keep traveling. 
then I probably would have uh, never been an auctioneer. And there, right. I think another point you make is really important, Amy, is, you know, there are lots of ways for women to be involved in the auction industry and not be auctioneers, and the same with men. For, so for young people looking, when I was teaching the auctioneering classes at Reading Area Community College, I used to... Uh, tell the potential students who came in there a lot of times with stars in their eyes about what they were going to do is, you know, bid callers around here are a dime a dozen, you know, and, and, every, and everybody knows, I mean, if you've been in the industry, you've got 20 people you could pick up on the phone and say, hey, if you're not busy Saturday, I could use you to, uh, to, come, be, to, to come be my, uh, my associate auctioneer for the day and give me a break when I need to get off the block and I've got things to handle. But uh, at, at that time, which was in the, in the 2006s, 7s, 8s, it wasn't as easy to find people who were really good technologically, who could do, uh, who could do uh, implementing for online bidding and who could do online clerking and who knew software. So there's a lot of different ways to get involved in the industry. Let me ask you this question too, because I think it's important for, this is, this is a question that really is placed to you as a professional auctioneer, not necessarily a professional uh, female auctioneer. What do you think is the greatest challenge prof uh, facing professional auctioneers in the industry today? Mm. That's such a good question because I, I think it's 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 multifaceted. And I think it, it, if there is a greatest challenge, I think it's staying current. And I think it's 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 knowing the best option for your client. And there's so many options out there that it used to be real simple. You went. You set up your sale. You had paper. You had paper tickets and a clerk and a cashier and ring people, and that was it. And now there's just so many options, and there's so many ways to be an auctioneer that I think it's probably figuring out what you want to do, and then finding out how to do it, and then surrounding yourself with people who could be good support to what you want to do, and and getting the education that you need. Um, I think there's there's so many people coming into the auction profession. Well, I'll say there's so many people doing auctions, not necessarily coming into the auction <laughs> profession, that, that it's kind of muddy the water. So you really got to be at the top of your game if you're going to represent yourself as a as a as a professional auctioneer. Um, so I, I think it's it's not just learning how to bid call anymore. I mean, you really have to learn so much. So I think it's the challenge is to know what's what's current and, and marketing on the marketing side you mentioned earlier you know like you, as soon as you learn what 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 works it's uh, they've changed the algorithm <laughs> so yeah, that's you, exactly right we're learning that with facebook right now you know all of us have been rushing to facebook in the last three or four years which is a very effective form of uh of advertising you know for the last 10 years really yeah you know and then they 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 cut our organic reach first you know and now mm -hmm. it seems like perhaps they may be cutting our paid reach you know uh, it's, it's hard to understand, but I think one of the things you bring up, Amy, is the difference. I find one of the most challenging things in our profession now is that, once again, somewhat due to this trend of going online with online-only auctions and stuff, in some ways we've convinced some people who aren't familiar with the business, and maybe even some sellers, that anybody with a little product knowledge and a computer can be a professional auctioneer. 
And mm -hmm. so I think that's where uh, one of our greatest challenges lies, and that's going to be in making sure people understand the difference between a truly professional auctioneer, somebody that understands marketing, somebody that understands product knowledge, somebody that understands uh, technology, somebody that understands the ins and outs of dealing with clients, which we've already touched on. You know, a mm -hmm. lot of it has to do, it's not just a matter of knowing what to call it and knowing where to place an ad and being able to put it online and have some people bid. It's also about understanding what your client needs and being able to guide them in a direction that helps them, uh, increases their probability of having the best outcome. Even right. if sometimes that might not even be an auction. I have clients every once in a while that I say, you know what? In your situation, as you describe to me what your goals are, as we talk about your expectations, perhaps an auction is not your best option here. You know? yeah. And that's coming from somebody who believes in auctions and has been, been doing them for 38 years. That's the difference, and that's where I think we have to get across to people the difference between professional auctioneers and somebody that knows how to set up uh, a platform where, they can, where you can bid, you know? yeah. uh, where you can see a bunch of items and you can go bid. Okay, we're down to three minutes, and I've got a last question for you, and this is for you personally. Uh, okay. Do you have any new horizons that you're looking at in the auction industry that you're excited about for yourself personally, I mean, or directions you're headed in or things that you're thinking about doing without giving away any trade secrets? No, I, it's, I love this question, and I, and I wish I had a great answer for you, but it's just trying to be a better um, be always be better at what I do and be a better person and how can I contribute more to my world and uh, and and do it in a way that I can still support my family yes. <laughs> you know uh, I think new horizons are just uh, keeping my eyes open and and being open to new ideas and keeping an open mind and um, I, I'm always hungry for new information and how can I apply it and how to temper that with uh, not falling for the next shiny object. So, yeah, I know uh, what you mean too, and that's where I think social media has helped us because it allows us to exchange a lot of a lot of ideas as professional auctioneers. Yeah. You know, it allows us to share ideas and become more aware of what's out there. Even if we, even if all the answers aren't presented to us in a comment on Facebook, maybe we just all of a sudden realize there's something we need to be out there researching. Well, we're working down to our last minute and a half. Amy, it's been a wonderful conversation. I thank you so much for coming on. I want to remind our viewers that our guest tonight has been Amy Martin of Amy Martin Auctioneer is the name of the company. She is the owner and principal auctioneer, and you can find her in Atlanta, Georgia. And if you just Google Amy Martin Auctioneers, you will see all sorts of citations. Amy, thank you so much. I'm going to let you sign off, and I'm going to do a little housekeeping here, and we'll have wrapped up another great episode been a pleasure, Bill. Thank you. My pleasure, and thanks for coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Amy Martin of Amy Martin Auctioneers, Atlanta, Georgia. Our next episode of All That Stuff is Wednesday, February 21st at 9 p.m. What are we going to talk about? Gee, I don't know, but we'll figure it out between now and then. And I want to thank you, as always, as we sign off. Maybe we can flip back to me here for just a second. And my favorite sign-off of all is thanks for watching All That Stuff. But most of all, Thank you for supporting Berks Community Television, Berks County's Voice of the World. We'll see you next month.